Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Second Kings 13 and 14. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Way back in the book of Judges, we had a recurring theme. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. It became a vicious cycle. Here we have a similar recurring theme. King so-and-so, you can fill in the blank, did what was evil in the Lord's sight. That applied to the kings of the northern kingdom of Israel. All were bad. In the southern kingdom of Judah, it was a bit different. There the kings did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight to a point. The sins of greed and pride rear their ugly heads. Let's dig in. Oh, and just a note, the names of the kings are confusing because they're very similar. And um, apparently, you know, when kids were born, they liked somebody, they liked the name, so they kept naming them somebody else's so it's it's extremely confusing i have a chart at the bottom of my blog so you can click on it um in the show notes to take a look at all the names and who ruled when in which kingdom for how long and if they were a good or a bad king and also take note of the prophets of, of god that were there because we're going to be talking about them in the next few days so we're in 2 Kings 13. <clears throat> Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, began to rule over Israel, that's the northern kingdom, in the 23rd year of King Joash's, Joash, Joash's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria 17 years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He followed the example of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. So the Lord was very angry with Israel, and he allowed King Hazael of Aram and his son Ben-Hadad to defeat them repeatedly. Now Aram is Syria, which is the north, the, the kingdom directly to the north of them. Uh, then uh, Joahaz prayed for the Lord's help, and the Lord heard his prayer for he could see how severely the king of Aram was oppressing Israel. 
So the Lord provided someone to rescue the Israelites from the tyranny of the Arameans. Then Israel lived in safety again as they had in former days. But they continued to sin following the evil example of Jeroboam. They also allowed the Azure pole in Samaria to remain standing. Finally, Jehoahaz's army was reduced to 50 charioteers, 10 chariots, and 10,000 foot soldiers. The king of Aram had killed the others, trampling them like dust under his feet. The rest of the events in Jehoahaz's reign, um, everything he did and the extent of his power are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. Um, when Jehoahaz died, he was buried in Samaria, and then his son, Jehoahash, became the next king. Now, <laughs> you see what I mean about the names? <laughs> Jehoahash, son of, oh, they're so, they're, they have just one letter difference. It's a couple of letters different. Je Jehoahaz began to rule over Israel in the 37th year of King Joash's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria 16 years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had led Israel to commit. The rest of the events in Joash's reign and everything he did, including the extent of his power and his war with King Amaziah of Judah, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Jehoahash died, he was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Then his son, Jeroboam II, became the next king. Okay. Elisha. So we hadn't heard about Elisha for a few chapters here. So here we have Elijah's final prophecy. Verse 14. When Elisha was in his last illness, King Jehoahaz of Israel visited him and wept over him. My father, my father. I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel, he cried. Elisha told him, get a bow and some arrows. And the king did as he was told. Elisha told him, put your hand on the bow. Elisha laid his own hands on the king's hands. Then he commanded, open that eastern window, and he opened it. Then he said, shoot, and he shot an arrow. Elisha proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow an arrow over the victory over Aram, for you will completely conquer the Arameans at Aphek. Then he said, now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked them up and struck the ground three times. But the man of God was angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will be victorious only three times. Then Elisha died and was buried. Groups of Moabite raiders used to invade the land each spring. Uh, once when some Israelites were burying a man, they spied a band of these raiders. So they hastily threw the corpse into the tomb of Elisha and fled. But as soon as the body touched Elisha's bones, the dead man revived and jumped to his feet. Oh, that's a miracle. King Haziel of Aram had oppressed Israel during the entire reign of King Jehoahaz. But the Lord was gracious and merciful to the people of Israel, and they were not totally destroyed. He pitied them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And to this day, he still has not completely destroyed them or banished them from his presence.
King Haziel of Aram died and his son Ben-Hadad became the next king. Then Joahash, son of Jehoahaz, recaptured from Ben-Hadad, son of Haziel, the towns that he that had been taken from Jehoahash's father. Jehoahaz defeated Ben-Hadad on three occasions and he recovered from the Israelite towns. Second uh, Kings 14. Um, um, uh, I'm going one of these names again. Uh, Amaze, uh, uh, Amaziah, Amaziah, son of Joash, began to rule over Judah in the second year of the reign of King Jehoash of Israel. Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother was Jehoadin, uh, or Jehoadin uh, from Jerusalem. Amaziah did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, but not like his ancestor David. Instead, he followed the example of his father, Joash. Amaziah did not destroy the pagan shrines, and the people still offered sacrifices and burned incense there. So this is one of the kings that was pleasing in the Lord's sight to a point. Okay, he still did not destroy the pagan shrines, and the people still offered sacrifices and burnt incense there. Uh, verse five, when um, uh, Am Amaziah was established as king, he executed the officials who had assassinated his father. However, he did not kill the children of the assassins, for he obeyed the command of the Lord as written by Moses in the book of the law. Quote, parents must not put, be put to death for the sins of their children, nor children for the sins of their parents. Those deserving to die must be put to death for their own crimes. And that's from Deuteronomy. Um, chapter 24, verse 16. Am um, Amahazai also killed 10,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He also conquered Selah and changed its name to Jokbeel, as it is called to this day. One day, um, Amah Amaziah sent messengers with this challenge to Israel's king Jehoahaz and the son, the son, the grandson of Jehu. Come and meet me in the battle. But King Jehoahaz of Israel replied to King Amaziah of Judah with this story. Out in the Lebanon mountains, a thistle sent a message to a mighty cedar tree. Give your daughter in marriage to my son. Just then a wild animal of Lebanon came by and stepped on the thistle, crushing it. You have indeed defeated Edom and you are proud of it, but be content with your victory and stay at home. Why stir up trouble that will only bring disaster on you and the people of Judah? But Amaziah refused to listen, so King Joash of Israel mobilized his army against King Amaziah of Judah. The two armies drew up their battle lines at Beth Shemesh, Shemesh in Judah. Judah was routed by the army of Israel and its army scattered and fled for home. King Jehoahaz of Israel captured Judah's king, um, Amaziah, son of Joash, grandson of Ahaziah at Beth Shemesh. Then he marched to Jerusalem where he demolished 600 feet of Jerusalem's wall from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. He carried off all the gold and silver and all the articles from the temple of the Lord. He also seized the treasures from the royal palace along with hostages and then returned to Samaria. 
The rest of the events in Jehoash's reign and everything he did, including the extent of his power and his war against King Amaziah of Judah, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Jehoash died, he was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel, and his son Jeroboam II became the next king. King Amaziah of Judah lived for 15 years after the death of King Jehoash of Israel. The rest of the events in Amaziah's reign are recorded in the book of history in the in uh, of the kings of Judah. There was a conspiracy against Amaziah's life in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But his enemies sent assassins after him, and they killed him there. They brought his body back to Jerusalem on a horse, and he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. All the people of Judah had crowned Amaziah's 16-year-old son Uzziah as king in place of his father Amaziah. After his father's death, Uzziah rebuilt the town of Elath and restored it to Judah. Jeroboam II, the son of Jehoash, began to rule over Israel in the 15th year of King Amaziah's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria 41 years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam son of Nebat had led Israel to commit. Okay, that was worshiping these two gold um, caps um, that uh, Jeroboam the first set up in two of the cities in um, in the northern kingdom, so the people wouldn't go down to um, to Jerusalem to worship. All right, verse twenty-five. Jeroboam the second recovered territories of Israel between Lebo Hamath and the Dead Sea, just as the Lord, the God of Israel, had promised through Jonah, son of Amittai, the prophet from gath Hefer. Okay, and we will meet Jonah tomorrow. For the Lord saw the bitter suffering of everyone in Israel, and that there was no one in Israel, slave or free, to help them. And because the Lord had not said he would blot out the name of Israel completely, he used Jeroboam II, the son of Jehoash, to save them. The rest of the events in the reign of Jeroboam II and everything he did, including the extent of his power, his wars, and how he recovered for Israel, both Damascus and Hamath, which had belonged to Judah, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Jeroboam II died, he was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Then his son Zechariah became the next king. Now, this is not Zechariah the prophet, whom we'll hear of a little further down the line here. This, this is a king, Zechariah. Not to confuse you all. <laughs> Popular names. Well, what does all this lead to? Well, surrender your life to God. The problem these kings had was that they didn't want to give up anything. In the end, they lost everything. Jesus told us in Matthew 10, verse 39, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. So if you hold on to your earthly life, you will lose it all when you die and end up in hell. If you give up your earthly life, that is surrender your life to King Jesus, you will find your eternal life, obviously in heaven. Are you ready to surrender everything to Jesus? And Jesus told us in Revelation 3.20, look, I stand at the door and knock. 
If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Let him in. What are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Now, I have a little um, epilogue to this, to this, today's post here. So Elisha, the prophet, may be dead, but the word of God lives on in Elisha's protégés. And these are known as the minor prophets, not because they had to, what they had to say was less valuable than the others. No, it's because their messages were short, sweet, and to the point. God sent these prophets to warn the kings of both kingdoms that, and the people that if they didn't stop worshiping the worthless, useless idols and pagan gods, they would lose everything. Mixed in the messages for the people of that time are prophecies of events yet to come. Some will fulfilled by Jesus in the New Testament and others are still yet to be fulfilled. As we live, as we weave through the history, we'll look at the prophetic voices to see what they had to say to the people of Israel and Judah and what they have to say to us today. So coming up next, we have Jonah, Hosea, and Amos. So subscribe so you don't miss out. Um, and at the bottom of my, of my of today's blog, I have a chart of all the kings of Judah and Israel and the prophets to correspond with them. Okay, so it'll help, you know, you you know, who's, which Joash is where, and the who Ahaziah is, and the fathers of Job, you know, all these names. <laughs> um, you're looking for baby names? Like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give this. I mean, Zedekiah, I've heard that as a name, and I've heard, um, uh, you know, um, Zechariah also as a name, but um, some of these are Jehoshaphat. Yeah, right. Um, Asa, I've heard Asa as a name. Um, uh, in any rate, soli deo gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. 
Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.